We solemnly swear we're up to no good. Welcome back, everybody, to Harry Potter and the Chamber of Minutes, the fan podcast that overanalyzes the the Harry Potter movies. I almost did the John Hughes classic thing again. It's been so long since Ferris wrapped, Victoria, and I'm still doing this. <laughs> uh, the Harry Potter movies, one magical minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Victoria Cope. And we have a very special guest with us this week, uh, Nick Jimenez from Dueling Genre Productions. Hey, Nick. Hello. Happy to be here. Hello. Yeah, we're glad to have you. Uh, we were just on your show like a couple weeks ago and so it's fun to like yeah. have this kind of tight turnaround have you come on us uh that's yeah, pretty cool i'm excited for it yeah you specifically requested uh, a couple minutes of this week and so we've got we've got some good stuff to get to i think yeah i have more notes for this minute than i've had for any other minute we've done so far i, I can imagine why yeah yeah there's so much there's so much today we're talking about minute number 21 which starts with my which starts with the scariest woman in all of Harry Potter. <laughs> and it ends with the brightest witch of her age. I actually really like, I guess we'll talk about it at the end of the minute, but I really like the kind of, um, the contrast between like where this minute starts and where this minute ends. Cause we start on the face of this like creepy, scary hag of a woman in the dark alley of Nocturne Alley. And then we end on like Hermione joyous, bright in like the middle of Diagon Alley. It's like brightly lit, like the, the, just the color difference in between the first half and the latter half of this minute is uh, is fascinating to me. Yeah, it's a real when you get that. Um, I mean, n- not to jump too far ahead, but when you do get that beautiful shot of of, of, of Hagrid and Harry turning into Diagon yeah. Alley and you get that and it's just like, oh, I'm back. You just you, the audience just get this gets this wave of like, oh, OK, cool. You're, you're with Harry. Yeah. Yeah. It's really nice because like, you know, Emotional. we've got this kind of dark, grimy alleyway and there's like. I don't know, posters on the wall and just like scary looking witches and wizards. And then you round the corner and you get like just the kind of light twinkle of the Diagon Alley theme and, and it's just bright and colorful. And there's, there's a, there's a, there's a whimsy about Diagon Alley that I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. I really like all the, uh, <laughs> I, my, my, me, I wanted to call them gig posters, but I guess it doesn't make any sense. But just all the all the, the flyers yes. on the wall of Nocturne Alley. There are so many, and I have notes about two of them in specific. There's one, oh, great. There's one behind Harry's head. It's like five, six seconds into the minute that's, uh, that's for a convention called Demons and Their Forefathers. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I would I would go to that. Wait, wait. Okay, wait. Hold on. Demons and their four, forefathers? Like something other than like demons? Demons. Demon dads? They're, they're demon dads. <laughs> they're forefathers. Yeah. The demons that, you know, uh, that created other demons. I don't know. <laughs> demons in the Harry Potter universe would be very interesting. They'd be, could you imagine a possession in a Harry Potter movie? There's, um, oh gosh. There's, um, there's a book by, by, um, C.S. Lewis, okay. called The Screwtape Letters. <gasps> yes. Uh, it's a good book. I have it. And it's letters from a demon to, like, 
his 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 boss demon i guess okay i don't don't know if you want to call it a boss (laughs) his forefather his his forefather um because in in, it the concept is that um as a demon you are assigned to a mortal and your job is to do everything you can to get this person to basically be a horrible person (laughs) okay to like you know earn the right to to go to hell basically okay so i find that um interesting that they like correspond and i'm just like oh well that kind of sounds like they would do that here like a demon would be like is it like a real thing that yeah is like like uh, a physical thing well it also implies like like i think demons and their forefathers like implies like 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 a heredity yeah yeah heredity like like something's being passed down like a like an actual physical lineage rather than like demons and their summoner or yeah, something. yeah, exactly. When we're talking about like the person that's doing the magic of bringing a demon into this reality, like no, it sounds like like demons and 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 the their uh, <coughs> ancestry, yeah, yeah, type of thing, yeah, yeah. See, demon that's I don't know. Like, I, I would be I would be much more likely to buy a ticket to the new Fantastic Beast if I knew it was going to be like demonic stuff yeah. and not just like whatever the whatever the crap they're doing mm-hmm. uh but yeah like the idea of like s- yes yeah, satan existing yeah. in the harry potter universe is super interesting i know that jk rowling uh personally identifies as a as a christian i don't know what that means to her it means right. something to they do different they to celebrate everyone. christmas mm-hmm. and they call they it christmas. christmas they don't call it like the winter solstice yeah or, or you yeah frozen or, yeah whatever yeah it's christmas mm-hmm. um yeah but I, that gives me so many other questions. Like, Jesus' miracles aren't impressive in a world where magic happens. No, but then it depends on how much it's you more about delve the message. into. I don't want to get into, like, a religious debate. tradition. Well, I mean, it depends. Yeah, it depends on how much you want to delve into the actual, like, holiday of Christmas. And, also, and it not really being a Christian holiday yeah. and really being a pagan holiday well, that was, like, changed to fix mm-hmm. like the Catholic church. I think it's worthy of talking about that considering I think this is airing on Christmas. Oh, Merry Christmas everybody. Yeah. How funny. Well yeah, you know, we don't maybe like perhaps in the we don't know how because again they seem weirdly not into telling us any of this in the Fantastic Beast movies, no. but it would be really interesting to see how wizard quote magic folk kind of came about in different corners of the world. Like yeah, uh-huh. like, well, what did what did ancient what did ancient Middle Eastern magic look like and yeah. You know, what, what, what did magic look like in the be, Far East? Magic everywhere is not going to be, I don't think, like waving a wand and spouting incantations. We know that Nicholas Flamel is yeah. an alchemist. And I'm very interested to see what that means when, like, he's supposed to be in the new Fantastic Beast that's coming out next year. I would love him to have, I want, I want to see how alchemy works in this universe. And I hope it doesn't have to do with, like, wand waving. Like, I think natural science, like, that kind of idea that harkens back to the 1400s is, like, would be really interesting. Yeah, Other kinds yeah. of magic. We know of, like, we hear people called sorcerer or warlock. Like, that's something different than a witch or a wizard. Right. Well, I'm pretty sure rolling in on Pottermore, I thought she made a story or made something about talking about how Native Americans are harking yes. back to ma- our, our magic users. They don't use wands, right? But they don't use wands, exactly. Yeah. Um, because it was more like nature based and, and that kind of thing. So a lot of people got really upset about it because they were like, oh, how dare you talk about things that you know nothing about? Because she's not Native American herself. And I can see where that comes from when you start delving into writing about 
religions or races cultures or cultures not... that you are not a part of. Yeah. It's, it's touchy. It's a touchy subject. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of people were upset with it. I actually thought it was pretty nice because... Um, I thought it was an interesting did, way to tie that. It seemed like she did somewhat some research mm-hmm. and, and used the correct terminology in most parts about... Um, you know, these witch doctors are these, like, things that you would hear about that are in, like, the stories from Native American, from Native American folk tales There's... are actually, like, magic users type of thing. You, 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 you saying witch doctors just made me think, like, they also, there's, like, a, there's, like, an African school, right? Do we hear about that? Is that also part of the, that Pottermore thing that got well, dropped? Because, yeah, like, I mean, she, she like, likes several, she's, shamans. A, a couple of different schools. Yeah, like, shamans. Because mm-hmm. that's... <clears throat> its own thing too like yeah i'm i'm absolutely interested in like what the wizarding community at large is like i definitely think like our interpretation of the like waving a wand and speaking a spell is very eurocentric yeah and it it's it sort of in the grand tradition of of, of things that are british you kind of you kind of do take for granted like oh this is just a specific culture's view of um, of magic yeah. it's it, it, it it's not the only way you can tap into uh, I, I, you know, for lack of a better word, I guess like the force, you know, was, whatever magic mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. in this universe, you know. Yeah, I was literally thinking that. Yeah, too like why? Why? As you, why yeah. as you mentioned that, like there, there's. I have such an idea of. Um, I guess because Star Wars just came out, it's like on the brain. But we see like force users in mm-hmm. Star Wars. You got the Jedi and the Sith, but like the Clone Wars show deals with people that use the force that aren't Jedi or Sith. Like there are other ways to tap into the source or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah. Or like Chirrut in Rogue One was like yeah, force sensitive. Yeah, absolutely. Without, yeah, absolutely. It's interesting. Yeah. So who are these? So so the so the the wizards shown to us in Knox yes. Alley. We are are we just to assume that like if you are in Nocturne Alley, you're like uh like a like a death. It's, it's just like you know like how there's like a bar you can't go to because it's all like alt right people. Yes. Like <laughs> yeah. Like wizards. you don't belong here. Is, yeah, you're like, oh, you don't want to go to that bar, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know. And in, in, in Chicago, we used to have like, you know, there were cop bars. Okay. Oh, yeah. You know, or firefighter and, and bars. Like, yeah. 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 It's like, okay, well, maybe that's not our scene. Maybe I don't want to be around those dudes when they've been knocking back a few. You mm-hmm. know. Or, or when you go to a biker uh, bar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You go to a biker bar like Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so you get on the bar with your white shoes and do tequila. That, that, that mm-hmm. dance, yeah. Or, 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 or is, is this just kind of like, because this is, you know, when you're 12, which is, you know, Harry's yeah. age in this movie, this is kind of what, what all grown-ups look like <laughs> when you're scared. They're all scary. Yeah, they're all, they're kind of wearing dark clothing, and, and they sort of have this menacing presence. I think the music definitely, like, leads to that, too. And, and so, I mean, maybe this woman is a kindly old lady and she's like, oh, you're lost. Like, let me help you find where you're supposed to. C-. I don't I don't think that's the case. Yeah. Like, if you don't know very, Hagrid, very Hagrid can I, I feel like this, like, dark, scary, like, area is, like, <sighs> people who are unwanted, untouchables, like, that kind gotcha. of whole thing. Uh, ex-Death Eaters. Yeah. Um, squibs, maybe. Maybe. Um... Like things I think that squibs are a little bit more outcasted than even more. Well, no, I'm also really interested. Like, it's very well established that like if you need to buy like something pertaining to the dark arts, you could just go to Nocturne Alley. Like place. these, like these shops are it's allowed to market. stay open. No, no, <laughs> yeah. but the black market doesn't have physic. Like there aren't 
I mean, there's probably under the table things that go on, but like, it's not like you can (laughs) just walk through. There's like a street that's all illegal shops that you can just go buy stuff at. You're supposed to go to like a regular store and like say some kind of like phrase that's like the code word. We talked about Morgan's and Burke's (laughs) being a front, which like sort of works, but but having an entire like alleyway dedicated to this kind of thing is like it's interesting. There's there is a. What would you compare it to? Maybe it's like a red light district. Maybe. Like it's just like, hey, you know, well, you're see, 12. Don't go to Nocturne Alley. I, I <laughs> like, did. What do you? Yeah. I did make the joke that one of the ladies that was looking at Harry in, in last week's minute looked a little like sketch, like a lady of the night. Like maybe she's some kind of wizarding. Hooker. Yeah. yeah, she definitely <laughs> gives Harry the like up and down. Like, oh, it's like so maybe like yeah, there's, in- there's there's hooker witches. Hooker <laughs> witches. Yeah. <laughs> in this, like in maybe this they're alley. all about to like if Hagrid hadn't come, they were just they would just start bursting into lovely ladies. <laughs> there's a there's gambling like, you know, illegal gambling. Oh, sure. kind of oh there's totes gambling there's probably yeah. like 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 illegal animal fights oh yeah like uh, oh yeah like instead of cockfighting uh, you would get like two other creatures. Like, magical oh, creatures oh hardcore. that is terrible that's terrible yeah oh yeah for sure yeah um i i was questioning when i was watching this and i was taking my notes like do they know this kid is harry potter or is he just like could he have been like if he was any other kid would they still have behaved when he turns around, when Hagrid shows up, it is very, very clear that his scar is on display. But how long mm. has it been on display? From the way his hair is parted at the beginning of this minute, when mm-hmm. she's talking to him, like, it's not like his hair moves when he turns his head. Like, it doesn't, like, part then when Hagrid shows up. Like, I think that they must know that this is who he is. Do you know who these people remind me of the most? Snatchers. From Snatchers? From Deathly Hallows. They show up because they're like looking for people that are like against Voldemort. They're the they're the people. Oh, that are right, right, right. Like the, they're oh. the people that are. They're the people that took Ollivander at the beginning. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I can see that. I think that yeah. like ha- th- those hashtag people not are the all kind of people eaters. that are from this area. I could have. I these people, these witches and wizards right here, could very well be part of of Voldemort's side of the army during the Battle of Hogwarts. Or at least, like, people that are like, I don't know, I think Voldemort has a good point of view. I think we should accept all sides of the argument. Like, what's, you know, like, they're they're probably not super anti-Voldemort. Yeah. The way that, like, wizards, like, Arthur They're sort Weasley of just ambivalent, ambivalent about it. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't, because they, I don't, I mean, these people don't strike me as people that are, like, that have, like, good blood status the same way that, like, Malfoy does. But on the other hand, the like, lines. on the same, on the same coin, like, the Gaunts show up in Half Blood Prince, not in the movie, but in the, no, in order, the, no, yeah, Half Blood Prince in the book, Half Blood Prince, they deal with like Voldemort's ancestors, and they live in like the middle of nowhere, and it's like a really yeah, they're crappy very sort of existence. If I remember correctly, yeah, yeah. So I don't. It's know. a shame. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, these could be these people could be like maybe they they. I mean, I don't know if I don't know if Hogwarts. I'm pretty sure they're like Hogwarts doesn't have tuition. I think they. I think that's like a Pottermore detail. But yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Like, like these wizards look like they're even worse off than the Weasleys. No disrespect to the Weasleys. You know, they they probably have to do sketchy stuff to just survive. Yeah. Like you know? homeless wizards and witches. Do you think? Yeah. What is their plan with Harry? Are they going to like. Oh. Sell him? Well, he's wearing. He's wearing. He, he, he's clearly, you know, scar aside. He's clearly, he's clearly wearing, wearing Gryffindor, Gryffindor robes. robes. Yeah. 
Yeah. So they're like, oh, you know, you have you you you're in Diagon Alley. It's August. You're in Hogwarts robes. Mm-hmm. You 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 probably have like a little bag of money. Yeah. Steal his money. That's true. Yeah. Or like or like, or like cheat him out of his money. Like you know or you know kind of just be weird. It's too bad Harry <laughs> hasn't been to Gringotts yet this trip because he could just be like, I I I'll give you money. He's got plenty of money to give these people, so they'll leave him alone. <laughs> Right, like, mm-hmm. like, like, uh, like a little bit of money to hit to, to could be I also worth don't a lot think, to them. I also don't think that. I mean, on the other hand, I don't think that Harry would even have that thought. Like, I don't think he thinks of money like that because he's never had no. to. Right, right. Like, he doesn't. It's like he forgets he has it. It's like, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Well, like, that's the thing. Yeah, it's like, a part of his identity. He stays. Yeah. He stays with the Weasleys in the book. I was gonna. I don't know if I was gonna bring this up, but he stays with the Weasleys in the book for like six weeks. And he knows that they're not well off and that they're struggling and he has money, but there's never a, a, a thought of like, can I give them? I mean, I don't think the Weezes would accept money from Harry, but yeah. like he doesn't even consider like offering that. Yeah. He'll, but, but he'll spend the money on like a bunch of junk sweets for his friends. <laughs> yeah. And he'll you know, like that's so, that's so give Ginny his books. Right. Yeah, you you know, you just reminded me of something a friend of mine just told me sure. a couple weeks ago. We were we were just hanging out, and he was like, "Okay, can I say something that sounds kind of kind of kind of kind of bad, but it's like coming from an honest place?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure, man." He was like, "I've I've had a few rich friends in my life, and a common thread that I've noticed is that people who are quote rich or wealthy, yeah. you know, depending on you know your perception of it." Sometimes out of insecurity, they will like pick up the tab or the bill. Oh, yeah. As kind of and 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 my friend was like, yeah, it's so weird. It's just like consistently, it's just like something they do to like make them feel more comfortable about about having quote, that being money. Like, yeah, yeah, but being about being in a financially kind of I don't want to say better, but just like you know more, more having it. Yeah, yeah, and and, and yeah, and, and you're, you're right. Like Harry doesn't have that insecurity because it's not part of his identity. He still he was just living in a cupboard. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. He didn't he didn't have money until a year ago, and it's not like he has to spend anything when he's at Hogwarts either. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I read something recently he- that I I laughed about because in that same in that same like. Harry's head and what's going on uh-huh. when Harry gets his money in the, in the first movie, first book or whatever, first book. Yeah, because they don't mention it in the movie. And Hagrid's telling telling him to go, you know, pick up all of his stuff, cauldron and blah yeah. blah. Harry wants a solid gold cauldron. Yeah, and he could afford it. <laughs> he could totally <laughs> no, 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 afford but, it. No, 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 but I'm saying like something that flashy <laughs> and that expensive is like that shouldn't even be in his well, head. I'm I like, think it's the. No, no, I think it's it's that he's eleven. It's that immediate thought of like I have so much money to spend. And then like several okay, or well, then several books later, there's oh, what was it? There was something else that he wants to buy a solid gold version of, and it's just like what <laughs> the hell, Harry? <laughs> Uh, it's like yeah. like just flashing it around. It's just like yeah. it just looks bad. Oh my god! Can you imagine? I mean, I mean, we'll, we'll we'll get to this lovable little scamp later on in the week. But like, can you imagine Malfoy seeing Harry Potter walking around with like a solid gold? No, what do you imagine? Snape? Snape. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, he walks yeah. into Snape's classroom and he pulls this cauldron out, puts it on the table, like, and oh, it's solid. Hell gold. no. <laughs> <laughs> He uh, eyes rolling back like, oh god, like Jesus, like UK. Yeah, like this is where I put like rat tails and like <laughs> goblin pee. Yeah, in. it's like yeah, I don't hate you at all for being this flashy like. No, but 
so little I, brat like right now because it doesn't look good. It's, it's kind of good it's that all he has. It's good that he has Hagrid in the first movie, yeah, in the first God. book, to be like your school book says pewter. Like I said, but as I said, like several books later, again he wants to buy like a solid gold, something. like something. I don't something. remember what it. I, don't is. Remember what it is. I think it might have been a chess set. Uh, uh, but it was like something else he wants solid gold of, and again he had to be like, whoa, no, so he just like, really loves solid that. gold. Like, it's so silly. <laughs> it's very silly. It's like okay, Harry. Um, I really love the one of my favorite things about the kind of quote first half of this yeah. saga. Uh, is I, I really I really love Hagrid as like a warm authority figure and not like a bummer, which is kind of <laughs> yeah, a killjoy. Yeah, yeah. Around book five or six, the the kids are kind of like maybe we don't go to Hagrid's tonight. Like, but I I really love how he's just like the the way you feel when you see like a familiar grown up mm-hmm. like at a, you know like that is, maybe isn't your parent, but you're just like oh I can trust him. I th- I think and, it's it's I think it has a lot to do like. I mean, yeah, he's the person that, like, picked Harry up, and so, like, Harry has a familiarity. But on top of that, like, Harry Harry sees himself as an outsider here, even though he's famous. And and Hagrid is also an outsider, even though he's, I don't know, he's not a professor yet, but even though he's, like, part of the staff of Hogwarts, he lives outside of the castle away from everybody else. Yeah. And I, I think that, mm-hmm. I think that there's, like, a familiarity in that that Harry has or like um like a outside, recognition outside. that like yeah like we're the same in that aspect okay which i i don't know i find really i find really interesting too i yeah, like when Hagrid yeah, well, shows see, up here mhm yeah it's great it's a great shot yeah. i like how you can see him in the frame for a second before he speaks you know yeah yeah and and it's just the way that like all the wizards in the background like part when he says something, like not only part, he says something. He he calls out Harry, and like Harry? the last yeah. couple of people flinch, like <gasps> someone's coming. It's, mm-hmm. um, and it's impressive to me. Does, I mean, I know that Hagrid is like half a giant, so he's huge and imposing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, but but he, there uh, are like that's a big figure. In there that are like an arcway six witches and wizards around Harry. If they, like, really wanted to get Harry, I don't think Hagrid could stop all of them. Well, they might also know that he's Ruby as Hagrid. Yeah, they may be very well aware. I mean, there there yeah. aren't a lot of half-giants walking around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, who's Hagrid's, like, like top in top in mm-hmm. his top five MySpace? Mm-hmm. It's, like, Dumbledore. It's Dumbledore. He's Madonna. Dumbledore's man through and <laughs> like, through. Yeah. 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 He's a made man. Mm-hmm. I don't think, uh, I think this first, first shot of Hagrid, when he's like standing at the top of the staircase and the light's coming down and you can't see, oh, yeah. I, I, it's definitely his body double <laughs> just to give yeah. that, like that extra height advantage. Cause I think that the guy that plays Hagrid's double, I don't remember his name off the top of my head. I think he's actually like seven foot three or something like that. Whereas Robbie huh? Coltrane is like just a little bit over six feet tall. So when they want to like really show off that height. Like I think also they use the staircase here to like right. add to that yeah. imposing. Like he's because he's, he's up a bit. Yeah, his waist up is all higher than the heads of the witches that are that are that are surrounding Harry. It's like mm-hmm. yeah, it's definitely like an imposing. He's literally stepping out of the light into the darkness to rescue Harry. I think even that symbolically mm-hmm. is really interesting. 
Oh, yeah. And he's got a great silhouette. Like, you so can tell good. that it's Hagrid. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's so good. Yeah, you could totally tell it's Hagrid just from, like, the bushy the hair. hair. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really, um, I was, uh, so the reason, one of the many reasons I picked this, uh, this minute was, uh, I, I just, as a kid, when I was first being exposed to these, to these books, I loved just being around, uh, books. Yeah. Uh, it's like old books. And so just like the, the, the shop window, uh, that they walk past where you can kind of see like the books in the yeah. window and it's just like was catnip to me as a kid. Yeah. I'm into it. I actually, right before we get there, um, mm-hmm. cause Harry, Harry kind of jumps up. He like rushes up the stairs to Hagrid and, and, and we, we cut to a shot of the Nocturne Alley sign. And the sign for not actually, I, I actually one of the things I want to point out, not only here but like for this week, is that a lot of the signs in Diagon Alley or around Nocturne Alley that are like pointing for something are literally hands pointing. Yeah. So we have Nocturne Alley is this way, and it's a it's a sleeve with a finger that is pointing, and the hand is covered in blood. Or I don't know if it's actually blood, but like it definitely it's dirty. It's Ooh. red. It's definitely like this is an intentional thing that the set designers did. I think it's supposed to be blood. Right. It's like this is it's where all like the bad people ominous. Are. Yeah. And then we pan a little yeah. bit over and we see them coming up. And not only is there a bookshop right here on this corner, um, there's also another. There's also another shop a little bit, just a little bit further down, and you can see the sign. I don't know what the shop is called, but the sign says "Tricks and Jokes." <laughs> all right. Yeah, which I uh, which is just like a nice little. I like how fully fleshed out the set design is for like like. Oh, it's like amazing! Yeah, yeah, like they I have mean, all these all these books that are like in the alleyway, like people that are perusing. Like it's it's a really um, it's really satisfying. It feels like you could. I mean, you. It feels like you could go walk through this place because you literally can. Yeah. Which is amazing. To me. Mm-hmm. Like they built the oh, entire yeah. like the like this is. The it's not like they just did shop windows and one shop. Like, oh, we can see the facade of the outside of Ollivander's last last year, and then we walk into Ollivander's and it's fully furnished. But like, I think all of these shops are furnished in that way. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. It's really, really oh yeah, cool. and it's it, it's it's a testament to the. I I I don't think these first two movies get nearly the uh, the praise that they deserve yeah. in terms of. You know, you, you, you can't remix it if you don't have a strong beat to remix. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and, and, and you know, kudos to Alfonso Cuaron and, you know, David Yates to, and... Uh, uh, Mike Newell. Mike Newell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll get to yeah. it in yeah. a few years. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, but like, you know, they were like, oh, they this time they're not wearing their uniforms that I remember or like, oh, Diagon Alley that I remember from the first two movies. Now it's dark. And yeah. Scary. But it's like, but if you don't have this strong, really kind memorable foundation, foundation mm-hmm. it, yeah, it, it just, it, it wouldn't mean as much when you start kind of playing with that form. Yeah. 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 And it's one of those, uh, so like, I like, I like, I like Sorcerer Stone well enough and Chamber of Secrets is, I think of the movies, I think Chamber might still be my, le- might be my least favorite of the movies. I don't know. That might change over the course of this show, but, <laughs> you but, know um, but there's so many things exactly that like, that are done so well that like, if these two movies hadn't built the foundation that like everything else is going to play off on, like the rest of them wouldn't have worked as well. And so I don't, I don't know. Uh, 
little detail I, ne- I don't think I ever noticed before. There's a man, a, a waiter, or maybe a father, emerging from a shop with uh, two, like, it looks like almost like butter beers or maybe, and uh, there's just a little mom and a dad. Or is it, oh, no, no, it might be two students. Anyway, they're, they're having like a little little table tea outside, Aww. and I just really, I just really like that. But the, one of them is definitely like a first year. Oh, uh, I totally like, see it's, it. It's like Aww. 38. Yeah. Cute. And it's like, oh, like a mom and his son in Diagon Alley. How adorable. I'm into it. I love I love the costumes. I love the wizard hats. If if, if I could be an extra at, at any point in Harry Potter, be in Diagon Alley. I think it'd be in Diagon Alley. It I think I'd rather be a patron around. of Diagon Alley than like a student at Hogwarts. Just because I think yeah, it's it, more to you like... You get a little more flavor. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, there's a lot more color, um, like because at, at Hogwarts everyone's got their like black robes and it's all stone buildings and and there's like yeah. it's a place of learning. So there's cool stuff that happens at Hogwarts, but Hogwarts right. itself as a setting is like it's cool on first on the first look. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like oh my mm. god, the staircases move! Like this is so magical. But but I, this like this place like Diagon Alley, Flourish and Blots. Um, Hermione, we see her come out at the very end of the minute. She's coming out of a shop, Wiseacres Wizarding Equipment or something like that. Um, it's just, there's it, there's so much more. I think I used the word whimsy earlier and I'm going to return. Like, there's just, it's whimsical and delightful and like. And it's. Yeah. And it's just a little more, it's a little more confident than the first one. Yeah. Like, I, I think watching these minutes, you know, in a row, I was just so, well, real quick, you mentioned costumes. Yeah. I'm going to make kind of a big statement. I think these are some of my favorite costumes in the series. I really love Harry's like turtleneck with the robe over it. I think mm. he just looks really cool. Um, and I kind of miss that look. And like, I I love what Hermione's wearing. Like she's got like a little plaid skirt. Yeah, like, I like I just, her I just, skirt with the blue shirt when she comes out here at the end of the minute. Yeah. I, I just really like how they mix the the uh, the casual with the robes in the in, in these yeah. minutes like like when we get to ron i really like how ron looks it's nice to everyone's see everyone's just a little bit more comfortable yeah wh- i think and i think it has to do with like they're not at school yet so like you get a little mm-hmm. bit more personality out of their clothing and i i th- I, uh, I really admire that um we were talking about Alfonso Cuaron, like, in the next movie and, and kids, like, not wearing their robes or, like, Ron's, like, tie being undone or whatever is really a result of Alfonso telling yeah. these kids, like... your like, pink hoodie. Yeah, like, this is... You're at school. Like, wear what you would wear, like, how you would wear it. Like, you don't have to be all stuffy and and and, and studious all the time while you're here. But, but there's still no, like, outside of Hermione's pink sweater, like, I don't... There's not a lot of color. Until we meet Luna. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we have so long yeah. until we get to Luna. So long. Oh, I'm so Man. ready. You know what's crazy is she's she's here somewhere. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's in there This somewhere. is yeah, she's uh she'll be a first year this year. So she's mm-hmm. uh she's around. Yeah. Oh. I just, I just, I just like the idea that she's like in every scene of the next like four movies, she's just like off to the right. Yeah, she's just a yeah. little bit off screen. You just miss her. By we like just haven't minute. seen her you yet. You see that hand? That's probably Luna's hand. Like <gasps> <gasps> we don't see Luna get sorted because they're gonna run into the Whomping Willow. Exactly. See, then you missed it. Yeah. It's like you see, you see this blonde hair. No. <laughs> it's like when you, it's like when you meet a friend and you realize that like you were at a party two years ago, but you didn't know. Yeah. It or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's me and my husband. 
Yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, nice. yeah, because you guys went to the same high school, uh, like, all that stuff, right? Me, me and my husband went to the same high school, like, so many years apart. Like, the year he graduated, which was in 98, I started high school in 99. Okay, so, like, you, 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 you just missed each other. Just missed each other. And then we have several, like, several friends that are, like, in the same cir- social circles. So it was, like, when we first started dating and, like, talking about things, it'd be like, oh, my friend Robert so-and-so. And he'd be like, wait, like, Robert, and then say the last name. And I'm like, yeah. And he's just like, oh, my God, I've known that guy since he was eight years old. That's crazy. And then are like, oh, oh I mentioned like some other name. He's like, I've known her since she was four. And I'm just like, what the hell? Like, how do you know all my friends? And uh, that same friend of mine, Robert, even mentioned to me, he goes, you know, you've met him before. And I was like, who? He's like, you've met your, you know, Ricky. My, that's my husband's name. And I said, no, I didn't. He was, yes, you did. Like, you were with me. We were walking home from school. He was on a guy like, you know, came up to us on a bike and said hello to me and like went on his merry way. He's like, that was Ricky. And I was like, holy crap. I'm like, I have met Ricky before I met Ricky. Um, he goes, yeah, as he as he uh, drove, as he went by on his bike, I did the uh, Wicked Witch <laughs> music. And I was like, yeah, that sounds like me. That's amazing. So that, it's, it's that same thing. Like we were always there, just never... You just hadn't like, ever, actually yeah, met yet. Exactly. Interesting. It was like really That's weird. That's fascinating. So I totally get that. And I'm like, yep, that happens. Yeah. <laughs> it happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm married to him. <laughs> there you go. And uh, we see kind of the the debut of uh, Hermione's uh, year two hair. Yeah. It's not quite it's, so bushy anymore. It's not the, it, yeah, it, it, it's not what I like to call the baby lion look. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. They gave her some product. <laughs> well, she's kind of got it like it looks like I got it's half what, ponytail. Yeah, 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 exactly. She's got like the top bit of her hair, like right around the back of her head, tied together, just enough that it keeps it like out of her face. It's like, and then the rest of it's like, it's yeah. like you get the sides and you put it behind you and you make like a little like clip or ponytail mm-hmm, or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, it kind of. I'm starting to really uh, uh, Emma Watson's like 2000 and. 12 like pixie cut is really starting to make a lot more sense yeah now oh yeah because she really just she has like just a lot of hair this whole series mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's like, she was no done more. and she's like i'm gonna i'm gonna cut it i'm finally done with it i don't have to have Shop this big hair off. anymore let's get rid of it and it's gonna look amazing oh, it's so good too i love i love emma watson so much mm-hmm. yeah we could do yeah we can well, go on but so she's in the next minute. yeah yeah yeah, we, 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 we just meet her at the very, very, very tail end of this one. And I think I think it's just this very cute moment of like, oh, it's so good to see you. And we don't actually get a lot else uh, right mm-hmm. here. But it's good. This is a good minute. I think it's going to be a good week. I. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. I am too. I am too. I think that was everything I had for this minute. How do you guys feel? Good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. If you guys are good, cool. Nick, do you want to uh, give uh, let everyone know all your all your plugs and stuff? Yeah, you know, well, duelinggenre.com, of course. If you're if you're listening to this, you're probably a little bit aware, but yeah, we have a Cornetto Minute, which is in its home stretch. Uh, that's kind of the only one that I'm personally involved with. The Spider Man Minute's coming back with Scott and Zach that we're yeah. super excited about, and uh, yeah, yeah, it, it, it's we're plugging stuff on the channel. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I understand. But, but yeah, yeah. Cool. Duelinggenre.com. Yeah, go uh, go check out Nick and all the stuff he's doing. You can also, of course, find us and uh, our other show, Ferris Bueller Minute, over there as well. And come back tomorrow for Minute 
20, oh my god, we're already 21 minutes. Come back tomorrow for minute 21 of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Uh, Nick, I don't know if you remember, we wrap up every episode uh, by saying Mischief Managed. If you'd like to join I us remember. in that. Um, I don't really count it down. I think we're just going to go for it. Mischief, Mischief Managed. Mischief Managed. <laughs> cool. Cool, cool.